We're standing on the edge of a fjord in a rural remote area on the west coast of Norway. The water is a glittering turquoise blue. On one side, closest to us, is lush green grass. And on the other are steep hills that slope down into the water. But in the middle of all of this intense lush color is a building. A building so dark it almost looks black. The building has an unusual shape. On one end is a tall, steep tower, but shorter sections jut out from underneath it. It looks almost like a creature arching its back. And on top are its pitched, steep roofs with their sharp flying angles. On the roof, you have wooden shingles. Those have also been described as looking like the scales of a dragon. Almost a bit fairytale-like, you could say. But this building isn't ripped from a fairy tale. It's a real place. It's a church. A church that over time has revealed many secrets of Norway's lost medieval past. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. And today, we are taking you to one of Norway's greatest treasures of architecture, the Unes Stave Church. That's after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. When you get up close to the Unes Stave Church, you can see what gives the church its rich black color. But before you see it, you're going to smell it. I heard some children describe it uh, as the smell of hot dogs. <laughs> it's, very, it's a very particular, almost a bit burnt smell. This is Lynn Willitsborgen. She works at the National Trust of Norway, which is dedicated to preserving historical sites. So you have this very old, uh, weather-worn wood, uh, which is also covered in tar. So that's this really thick black substance uh, that actually comes from the roots of pine trees. 
and uh, it's uh, almost painted onto the church and to protect the wood uh, against the climate, in particular against the sun. While some sides of the church have that rich black color, on other sides the tar has worn away from the sun, and the brightness of the pine beneath shines through. Not only does this unique preservation method look pretty cool and smell a little bit like hot dogs, it's also helped the church stay standing for a really long time, as in over a thousand years. For me, it was a bit like seeing the Colosseum for the first time, just this um, amazement that this building is actually real and that is actually so old and just... Um, just thinking about how a wooden building can survive for such a long time is really striking when you stand there. When you go inside the church, you can see the other elements of its construction that have helped it stay rock solid for so many centuries. Everything inside is wood, and the ceiling is held up by these four impossibly strong-looking wooden posts, one in each corner. You almost get the impression of being in the forest, in a sense, because each of of these posts is made from the trunk of one very tall pine tree. These huge posts are called staves. That is what gives the Unes Stave Church its name. And in this method of construction, all the pieces of wood have to fit together perfectly. How perfectly? Well, you might find nails in other parts of the church walls, but you won't see them around the staves. You actually don't need any nails to keep it together because you have grooves uh, in the sill and grooves in the wall plate and grooves in the posts, and then you can just fit everything tightly together, and it holds. At one time, churches like this dotted the landscape of Norway. Some were built better than others, Sometimes the staves were driven directly into the ground and they rotted away over time. Many others were torn down to make room for bigger, more modern churches. Today, only about 30 of these stave churches remain. And the Unes Church is the oldest and most spectacular example. But as for where this unusual construction method comes from, that's another story. Because it has been a very big discussion what the origin of the state churches is. (laughs) The problem is, the historical records from this period in Norway's history are pretty thin. Lynn says there aren't many documents left from the period describing the UNES church. So actually, the material culture of the time is our best source, our best historical source to gain knowledge about life back then. So to learn about the church and about Norway itself, we have to work backwards from the clues provided by the building. If this church could talk, maybe it could answer some questions for us. Let's start with something simple. How old is this building? As it turns out, even that is a little complicated to figure out. For years, historians relied on estimates and best guesses. But in the 2010s, researchers at the Norwegian University of Science and Technology 
tried out a new method called photodendrometry. They took photographs of the actual boards of wood throughout the church and studied them in a lab, counting their individual rings to determine the age of the trees when they were cut down. And it turned out then that the church dates to around 1130, which was older than some people had thought previously. And they also found out that the materials from an older church that have been reused in the current church date all the way back to around 1070. Okay, I've got another question for you, church. What do we know about the people who built you? Judging from the church's location in this rural area near a remote fjord, you'd think the community back in 1130 or 1070 would have been extremely isolated, disconnected from the world. But the artwork tells another story. Here's one example. Inside, there is a crucifix, one of the oldest preserved crucifixes in Norway. And on the crucifix, Jesus wears a brilliant, blue loincloth. And they have made uh, analysis of the pigments that were used. And in the loincloths of Christ, they found um, lapis lazuli, which is a color pigment that comes from Afghanistan. Afghanistan is a little bit of a trek from Norway. Another thing you'll notice about the church is the amazing carvings. Outside, on one of the walls, is this wild scene of what appears to be a deer fighting a sea serpent. Inside, if you look up at the top of the magnificent wooden staves, you can see some carved illustrations. There's some things you might expect to see. Bishops, dragons. But then... The camel. You have this camel there showing that they actually uh, wanted to make a reference to an animal that definitely does not live in Norway. And that shows you how Unes was connected to the world at large. Uh, It can feel a bit confusing because you're coming to this very rural area and you have this fantastic church uh, with very high quality artwork. And you wonder why is this church in this location? And of course, that goes back to a period where where the society was organized in a very different way. Uh, so the fjords were actually the highways into the world. And this fjord area was an area with a lot of activity. And uh, they had shipbuilding and they traveled out into the world. The lapis lazuli, the camels, they all suggest that whoever built this church must have been a powerful family with lots of connections and lots of money. A new book on the church suggests that judging from the images of the camel, the family may have even participated in the Crusades or at least wanted people to think of them as being connected to the Crusades. One more question. What was it like for people who worshipped here way back a thousand years ago? archaeological uh, diggings under the floor have shown several sort of everyday objects that show just give you a glimpse of regular life back in the Middle Ages. And that's also part of the history of the church. 
There are clues to how people worshipped. There are rosary beads and sticks inscribed with runic messages. There are clues about how people grieved. There are small coffins with the remains of babies, suggesting their parents wanted them to be laid to rest on holy ground. There's even evidence of people getting hungry well in church. Yeah, you have many different things. And uh, cherry stones. Somebody sometimes ate a cherry in the church. <laughs> yeah, you just get these tiny glimpses that show the more mundane things as well. The thing about the Unes Stave Church is that it doesn't just tell us about the past. Lynn says it may have something to tell us about the future, too. Just the quality of the buildings in themselves can be seen as an inspiration for sustainable buildings today. Like how you can actually reuse materials, you can make the constructions last. A lot of modern buildings are only made for a lifespan of a few decades, whereas here you actually have a building that's nearly a thousand years old, even though it's made from wood. So it shows that it's possible to to build something very durable. I want to give a special thanks to Lynn Willits-Borgen for telling us the story of the Unes Dave Church. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was produced by Amanda McGowan. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire Seuss, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There's a link in our episode description. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival 
of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com.